Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee and our good friend Kenny. How you guys doing? What it do, everybody? I feel like we haven't talked in so long, although we talked last week, but we did a special episode where we let Kenny run with it. But this week, all three of us are back. What's up with you, Kenny? Yo, yo, what is good? All turns, no breaks, fam. What's going on, y'all? I know. I know. Renee, happy birthday. (laughs) I'll take it. Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. That certainly means a lot. And uh, it certainly means a lot. You know, actually, I've gotten a lot of love over the past week, not only uh, through uh, Instagram, but on Twitter from uh, a lot of fans and uh, uh, even some of our NASCAR fans as well and all turns no break fans. So I really appreciate all of that. Appreciate all the love. I never thought birthday week, birthday month would ever apply to Renee Garcia, but it certainly has been a good birthday week. I'll tell you that. So thank you, guys. Well, I feel bad. I feel like I missed out because I took one week off from Instagram and I only posted Saturday. So I took seven days off. I didn't post from last Saturday to this Saturday. So I guess that's maybe six days off. But now that I think about it, I should have been on Instagram just to see all the Renee Garcia shenanigans because I'm sure you had a bunch of shenanigans going on for your birthday. Yeah. There were so many moments going on. Some I can remember, some I can't remember. Some I had to, I had to look back at my uh, my stories to kind of remember <laughs> some things that people sent me through my phone for me to remember. It was uh, it was all fun. It was all good. It was uh, just one awesome week, and uh, I, I, this is probably one of the better birthdays that I've had in a very long time. Tim Kenny, I will tell you right now uh, when it comes to me, I'm not very big on 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 birthdays. I I, I don't care for big productions. I I, I don't care for entourages, uh, stuff like that. As crazy as that might sound, I don't really care for that. But this time, all my friends got together, uh, and uh, w- w- they really made it very special for me. And I and I really uh, appreciate everybody uh, wishing me a happy birthday this past week. Happy birthday again! And thank you, thank you. we're going to talk about some NASCAR. But before we jump into some NASCAR. I want to share a story that Renee told us, or actually we were just talking about before we got on air. And I think our audience may find a kick out of this. Renee's neighbor, and we live in Los Angeles, his neighbor has a pig. Now that may not be shocking to some of you people who live in the South, and no disrespect by that comment. Don't mean anything by it. You know, South Southern people are more likely to see pigs than people in L.A., in the city of L.A. Yep, yep, yep. But Renee's neighbor has a pig. And before we got an opportunity to jump on and talk some NASCAR with you guys, Renee was like, hold up, I'm not ready because I have to help my neighbor move something. So me and Kenny, we're chit-chatting, you know, just shooting the crap, talking a little NASCAR, talking a little Twitter, talking about some other things, talking about Charlotte, the great city of Charlotte and buying homes and all that good stuff. Renee, we get Renee on the phone and we're like, what did you have to move? And he was like, my neighbor's pig. 
<laughs> I'm gonna drop the mic, and if Renee wants to tell you the story, he's more than welcome. But if not, we will jump into some NASCAR talk. I'll let you guys marinate on that one. All I will say, Tam and Kenny, is that this pig started out as a little piglet, if you will, and I thought that that's where it was gonna stay. And but lo and behold, probably about 150 pounds later, it has become quite unseeable. <laughs> you can't. It's a grown pig. Yeah, and it's become quite a celebrity uh, in our apartment complex. I mean, it's like literally Charlotte's Web coming to life right in the middle of my apartment <laughs> complex. So but, we got uh, Charlotte Web, we got a pig, a 150-pound pig in the city of Los Angeles. That's right. And we got a first-time winner in NASCAR because I'm going to bring it back There you for go, you the trifecta. There you go. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about our weekend better yet if you want to catch up on well, I guess you, well, maybe if you go to Renee's Instagram, you can see some of his posts on the actual Instagram. Stories have probably already deleted by now, but you can go check out some of his shenanigans from the weekend. With me, no evidence of my shenanigans, but I will say I had a pretty eventful Saturday. I was out from literally, I went to the gym at 5.30 a.m., did some errands, left the gym. Came home, did a little Saturday housework, got dressed. Well, I did bathe, don't worry. Got dressed and headed to the park for what they call Soul Nick, which is a picnic in the park. And then went to a day party and then an after party for the day party and the picnic. And I got home at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, on Sunday, I slept all day. Well, I didn't really sleep, but I just could not get up. And I was like, cool, I'll watch some NASCAR. And then I, my eyes were getting heavy. Then I was like, wait, why is NASCAR trying to run this race when it's about to rain? And I even hit Kenny up and was like, why does NASCAR do this all the time? And then sure enough, it rained and I was happy because I was like, good, I'm going to close my eyes and nap. <laughs> and I kept waking up in between catching Dale Jr. and all the little analysts and commentators on NBC, talk they talk. But I was glad about the delay. I was a little upset because I felt the race shouldn't have started. And we'll jump into some conversation about that because a lot of people had something to say about that. But I was glad in a sense it gave me an opportunity to go to sleep. Well, actually, you know what, Kenny, if you want to chime in and talk about the rain thing, we can talk about it now. I said the rain thing. You guys know what I mean. If you guys want to or Kenny, if you want to jump in and talk about the rain delay and whether or not NASCAR should have started the race, even though they knew it was going to be rain. We can, if not, I can jump into the top 10. We can talk about some Mr. Alex Bowman and some Mr. Jimmy Johnson and that Stuart Haas team, whatever you guys want to talk about. It's, it's on you. What say you, Kenny? Yeah. What do you say, Kenny? Just real quick on the weather bit, just looking at the sky and a few pictures I got from folks that were at the track. I'm thinking in my head, there's no way in the hell they're going to start this thing. But soon as we got the command, I'm like, we're only going to get maybe five, ten laps. And the craziest thing is, it wasn't even raining until a little bit after they called the cars down. The problem was the lightning. The lightning was close. If you looked on that radar and you have one that tracks like the lightning strikes and everything, it was close enough. Like, And that's pretty dangerous to if you're thinking about not just drivers and crew well the fans that are in the stands it's not a safe spot to be at so i'm not exactly sure if that had something to stem from 
they were super pumped up about NBC starting. They're getting that season started, so they want to get that on track. They want to get that in and get it done and get it started. Yeah. I'm not sure if that stemmed from that, but I thought to myself, like, we might as well just go ahead and wait because, well, there's nothing you have to worry about in Chicagoland. They have lights, so, and we got a under lights finish, and Alex Bowman was our first time winner. That's cool. I kind of had a feeling that maybe I thought it had something to do with just NBC coming back, and I was like, okay, I, I, I see what's happening, because we do see a lot of that in just in sports in general, or just anything in general when it's a big-time network, and they want to they get back on, they want to get things started. But you're right, Kenny, they do have lights there in Chicago, and uh, lo and behold, you know, you got Alex Bowman winning the fr- his first race ever. I won't even chime in. I mean, I well, I will chime in. I just lied. Sorry. I usually don't lie. I just told a little white lie right there. <laughs> there was an article. It was Matt Weaver's article, right? That talked about the fan that died at Pocono. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a couple years ago. Yeah. It was kind of the fan didn't necessarily get struck by lightning, but it was somewhat related. And NASCAR has to do what's in the best interest of safety. Yeah. Definitely. But I also understand meeting television demands and contracts and all that. In this particular situation, it was clear that weather was going to come. So the race only 12 laps is like, because it was 12 laps, right? I think it was, I think you're right. I think it was only like 12. Yeah, that's all we got in. Yeah, so what was the point? That's all that I'm saying. You could have just pushed back everything. It's a catch-22. I guess as fans, it's easy for us to talk crap about it because we're not in the shoes of the decision maker. But personally, I would have liked all the race to get started at once, but I guess you do what you have to do. I don't know. That's a tough call. What say you fans? If you guys have any comments about it, make sure to tweet us at Turns No Breaks and let us know what you think, we're also on Instagram. Although we haven't been keeping up with the Instagram, we're going to do better. I promise. Okay, let's jump into the top 10 at Chicagoland. Alex Bowman got his first ever cup win. Great feel-good story. If you didn't enjoy the race, something's wrong with you, regardless of the package and all that <laughs> great stuff. It was just a feel-good story to see Alex Bowman get his first win through trials and tribulations when people said he didn't even deserve to be in the 88. Last week, one of his main sponsors pulled the rug up underneath him and was like, we're done. So for this young guy to get a race win in the Cup Series, kudos to him. Feel good story. Kyle Larson, who has yet to win an actual points cup race this season. He won the All-Star race, but he hasn't won a cup race. He had a crazy weekend because he won the midget race, I believe, and he won the dirt race or something. He won some other races. He still just hasn't won a cup race. But he came back and battled with Alex and almost won the race. But Alex somehow went into the next level gear and was like, I am not letting this win slip away. And he did not let it slip away. And he won. Larson second, Joy Logano third, and Joy was in it for a little bit. Who was that Joy had bumped into? Kyle Bush? Somebody, him, they was bumping and rubbing. Yeah, they got together, come off a restart. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was Kyle Bush, right? That was like Joy always into it. There's no love loss between those two. (laughs) No, there's no love loss between Joy and anybody. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Good point, Tam. Good point. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, 
came in fourth. And not only did Jimmy come in fourth, Jimmy also led a few laps. It was great to see Mr. Seven Time up in the front like that. Yeah, cracking the top five. Yes. Brad Keselowski, he came in fifth. Ryan Blaney, who has not won a race this season. And not that there's that much pressure on Blaney, but he came in sixth. Eric Jones came in seventh. William Byron came in eighth. Not bad. Another Hendrick driver in the top ten. Martin Truex Jr. ninth. And Austin Dillon came in tenth. Some notables. Chase Elliott was the only Hendrick Motorsport driver to not secure a top ten finish at Chicagoland. Kevin Harvick, who led 132 laps. Like, let's talk about this for a minute. Harvick led the most laps out of anybody at Chicago. And he only came in P14. That's it. What happened? Uh, And we're going to talk about that Stuart Haas team. Yeah. They have not been doing good. Nah, not at all. Daniel Suarez, he came in 24th. And Clint Boyer came in 37th. Since I've just named three of the Hendrick drivers, let me see. Eric Amarola came in 16th. Not only are the Stuart House drivers not winning, but they're not even coming home with top 10. Yikes. Something's terribly wrong with that team. Yeah. Terribly wrong. And just a fun fact, Alex Bowman won his first race in the number 88 car. He won his first cup race. He led 88 laps in the 88 car. and. He reached 88,000 followers on Twitter. How about that? After he won his first cup race <laughs> in the 88 car that he led 88 laps in. Not too shabby for a first timer, huh? How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good. That's pretty crazy. He gets hits the number 88, gets 88 laps, gets 88,000 followers. This story is pretty cool, I think for Alex Bowman given this is a guy who Found out he lost his ride a few years ago with Tommy Baldwin racing. He found out on Twitter, right? Sure did. Got on Twitter one day, and I rem- actually remember that happening. That's how he found out he lost his ride. Stuck around for a while, got in the right position at the right time, did well for his few stints at Hendrick, and almost messed around and won a race while he was a substitute driver at Phoenix a few years ago, or ISM now. And now he is forever a NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series winner. Yeah. I don't think Hollywood could even write a better story than that, <laughs> to be honest with you. I thought it was kind of cool. Peyton Manning gave him a shout out with the nationwide symbol in the back and the little jingle. It, it, it was really cool. It, what, what a great story and what a great day for this kid. And, and the fact that, Tam, me and you got to interview him a, a couple of years ago uh, just makes it even sweeter. I think we both saw this kid being something special. And uh, when we saw all of that kind of happening to him, you know, it was unfortunate, but 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 look at him now. Look who comes out smiling on top. That's why you got to keep going. Ironically, I've interviewed a lot of drivers before they've won a race. I interviewed Chase Elliott before he won a race. I've interviewed Kyle Larson before he won a race. I've interviewed Austin Dillon before he won a race. That was a tongue twister before he <laughs> won a race. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty crazy. But I'm happy for him. It, there was a conversation, I believe it was Daniel McFadden had tweeted about something about people say that he didn't have a personality and that they he didn't understand why. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. I, I don't feel like pulling up the tweet. I'm sorry. But it was in a positive light. Let me just summarize it by saying that. And then somebody kind of added a comment. I was like, dude, I never really chime into those <laughs> conversations. But I was like, 
we've spent some time with Alex and Alex is super cool. Like he has a different type of sense of humor, but he's just a simple, like authentic. Like that's the one thing I appreciate about Alex Bowman is he's authentic. There's nothing fake about him. There are some drivers, nobody will say this because they're scared, but there's some drivers that are assholes, some that you don't want to be around, some that don't give you a great feeling, and some are just not authentic. Alex is pretty cool. I really enjoy Alex. Now, he may not be everybody's cup of tea, but he's cool. I like him. He seemed like a chill dude, which is cool, and I'm, again... Not like someone had said, because I saw the tweet. Shout out Daniel, by the way. Cool dude. But um, not everybody is going to be Clint Boyer. Not everybody is going to be Daniel Hart Jr. Everyone is different. I don't know what exactly some people expect or what people want, because a lot of people who scream and yearn for personality are the same ones who can't stand Kyle Busch, can't stand the way he acts, can't stand Kevin Harvick, can't stand Martin Truex, and they all act a different way. All of them. So. I don't know. Sometimes you can't win with uh, with NASCAR fans because sometimes they ha- have a thought of what they want and then they have a thought of they, what they don't know. It's crazy. But hey. Well, Kenny, here's the funny thing. is Sometimes you can't win with drivers either. No. Because <laughs> Denny Hamlin had a lot to say. Yeah. He, he was he pretty got into. <laughs> well, you you can talk about it. I'm, I'm sure our listeners know already, but let's let's dive in about this uncontrolled tire situation. Yeah, and this happens a lot now because NASCAR reduced the size of the pit crew. So it used to be six men over the wall. Now you have that fifth guy over the You only have five guys going over the wall. So one mistake can cost you. And it seems like a lot of teams, and especially Denny Hamlin, for some reason, it ain't a race. It ain't an official race until Denny has some type of problem on pit road, some type of violation. And yes, yeah. I agree with him that. We probably need to cut the rule book, given that we have this fifth guy and it it has created a challenge for a lot of these pit crews. So they have to get used to doing with five guys. But the mistakes can be so minimum, such as what happened with him and can be so small, can change an entire race. And unfortunately, that happened to Denny again. So I feel for him. I I totally understand where he's coming from. And a a lot of NASCAR fans agree with me as well with the rule book. Got to chop it down. Because most people probably don't even know that was a damn rule as it is anyway. If anybody can can quickly change a rule, uh, uh, it's NASCAR. Should be, right? Yeah, we're used to And we all know that because NASCAR (laughs) on a Sunday will say, yeah, I'm going to change the rule for Monday. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Who else would we need to talk about? Oh, we already somewhat talked about Team Hendrick, but I'll just put it out there. Do you guys think that Team Hendrick is back on track. I probably would say they're good right now. They they figured something out clearly, but I don't want right. to jump the gun and be like, "Oh man, they're going to take over Penske and they're going to take over Gibbs." I don't know about that yet. We got nine races left in the regular season, so these last nine weeks are going to be interesting for sure, and we'll see how they may pan out for for Hendrick. Yeah, Penske's just been racing so well, as well as Joe Gibbs, but I just. Gosh, that's a tough question to answer, actually. <laughs> I think they're good, too. I'm going to play that safe, and, and, and I'm going to say that I don't think they're doing any worse than what they were, but they're just kind of like right there where they're they're okay. And I think if, depending on how these next nine races come out, you know, who knows? That's the crazy thing about NASCAR. You just you just never know. You got to get out there and you got to race, too. But Penske and Joe Gibbs has just been phenomenal this whole year. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Up until now... 
Hendrick had only won one race and Stuart Haas hadn't won any. So until Alex Bowman came along, we were looking at Hendrick Motorsports only having a one one race win season. There are nine more races left, so obviously anything can happen. But the domination between the other two teams that you just spoke of, Renee, is just mind-boggling. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Hendrick, Dale Jr. We haven't did a Dale Jr. update in forever, and it's really not a Dale Jr. update, but, <laughs> well, Renee, right. he's all excited. You hear him? He's like, yeah. Okay, Renee, alters, what you want to no say breaks. about Dale Jr.? Yeah, it wouldn't be an alternate No Breaks episode without a Dale Jr. update. <laughs> well, it has been for a few weeks, but go ahead. I know. Well, Dale Jr. is uh, back in the booth and back in the booth for NBC and uh, the Indy uh, 500, as well as uh, as doing the, uh, what, I think, what, was it the Belmont stakes that he was at? No, it was the Kentucky Derby. There you go. Yeah, it was the Kentucky Derby, which he- Belmont, no. He totally had fun at. He could not stop talking about how much fun that he had at the, the Kentucky Derby. And as we all know, he was completely just excited. Uh, about being and uh, being able to drive in that that pace car for the Indy 500, but uh, he's so glad to be back in the booth. The only thing that Dale Jr. was was mentioning was that he feels like he's a little bit better in the booth now that he has you know now that he has a little bit uh, experience underneath his belt. And the funny thing that I thought that I was I was reading in uh, the Charlotte Observer article that they had written about him. And sometimes I think Kenny, me, you, and Tam can kind of maybe understand where he's coming from. When you first come into a booth and you first come in and, and you you know that there's already a team there, uh, people that are talking, that are used to talking with each other, they have a chemistry of, of just being together. I thought it was interesting how he was saying he just I'd had a hard time trying to figure out when to jump in, when to say something. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Is it terrible if I cut them off? Uh, so he thought it was better that if he just kept quiet, but they didn't want him to keep quiet. They wanted him to talk. They wanted him to share his knowledge and he just didn't know when to chime in because as we know, uh, Kenny, me, you and Tam, we always try to like not step on anybody's lines. We don't want to talk over anybody because we, we know how important that is to people who listen to podcasts in general or any podcast for that matter. And it is very difficult. So once you find that chemistry, once you find that rhythm, it's a little bit better. And he just said that that was the hardest thing that he had to deal with. But now that he's back in the booth, he feels like he's a little bit more adjusted to it. And he's a little bit more experienced where he knows knows when and when not to talk. And obviously, the guys love him already enough as it is. Well, they did say that they, they really encouraged him to talk more because if anybody is going to bring more people to watch NASCAR, more people to the sport is still none other than probably and still the most recognizable name in NASCAR, which is Dale Jr. So, and they're probably right. Yeah, that is true. I feel like if his name was on the ballot for most popular driver, even though he's not driving NASCAR fans, <laughs> yeah, <still> right? <laughs> you're like, you're still looking for the guy's name on there. I mean, you guys know I'm telling the truth. Nah, for sure. He probably could win that again. If, even if he wasn't a driver, without a doubt, I would say so. But I think it's cool that he's developed himself like as a broadcaster. And I, I know that feeling. The first time I was ever on air for anything was a football broadcast at Tuskegee. And I was with two other people. 
it is a very odd feeling the first time you get on with a group that you've never worked with. It's it's not a it's not a simple feeling like you're just like, oh, man, do I say this? Do I say that? But when you work with somebody for a while, like, for example, like with you guys, right? It, we have real good chemistry. Pretty sure all of our listeners have peeped that pretty quickly. Yep. But um, we developed the chemistry and that's what happens. And it's just all repetition. The more and more you do it, the better you get at it. Essentially, the more reps, the better. And he's definitely gotten better. And I think the NBC coverage as a whole is a step above what we get from Fox each season. And I think it's going to get much, much more better and much more relatable for us, the viewer, because they really have focused on a lot of the stories that have happened within the last 20 years rather than more of the stuff, more of the things that haven't happened in 30 or 40 years. They focus a lot more on what's going on now, which is good. And that's what you want. They focus on the stories that are current, the stories that are relevant to the listener that or the listener or the viewer. And I think that's real important. So real happy to have um, NBC back on board for the rest of the season. Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad they're not as gimmicky. It's all starting to work out because I think fans could see through like when they had Otto Bowman. Otto, he's a great track runner. He's great for track coverage. But let's face it, he was talking about NASCAR. And I was like, really? That's the best person y'all can find to talk about NASCAR? <laughs> and no shade and no hate, but I'm available. They yeah. didn't ask me. You know? <laughs> y'all wanted something different. Cam's putting in her avails. Right. <laughs> I feel like we've caught up on everything. We talked about Bowman's win. We've talked about NASCAR jumping the gun on the weather. We talked about the uncontrolled tires. We didn't really talk about Steve Phelps chiming in, but I guess we don't need to talk about that. And I got uh, something for you guys. And we're going to move into our fan comment of the week and our predictions. But before we do that, this is just really, really really random. Mikey, as in Michael Waltrip, on his podcast, he had our boy Greg Biffle on. And he asked Greg Biffle his three favorite drivers. And I'm not going to tell you what Greg Biffle said because you guys should go listen to the podcast. It's on NBC. It's actually quite funny because I feel like Mikey is in his zone. So check it out. But it got me to thinking, who are your favorite drivers? So, I want you guys to give me your favorite driver that is still racing and one that is retired. So, that's two drivers. Kenny, go. I'm retired. I'm going to go Jeff Burton. and I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then, if I'm going to go current, I'm going to say, I'll say Ryan Blaney. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Renee? Right well, retired, I got to go with Uncle Carl Edwards, hands down. Uncle Cousin Carl Edwards. <laughs> Uncle oh Cousin Carl Edwards, yes. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Mr. Backflip himself. I, I miss that guy. And with my current driver, I'm always going to have the love for the number 48, Mr. Seven Time. But Alex Bowman winning that and just being able to interview him and kind of understand his little young personality, uh, he's really kind of made me want to become a huge Alex Bowman fan more than uh, Mr. Seven Time. But Really? No, but I'm just saying. It's, I'm trying, <laughs> that's just my little shout out to Alex Bowman. But yeah, I'm definitely sticking with uh, Jimmy Johnson as my favorite as, as still driving. Okay. So the suspense shouldn't be a suspense when it comes to me. I think you guys, on the count of three, 
When I say one, two, three, you can shout out my favorite retired driver. <laughs> I'm going to see what you guys say. I already know somebody's going to get it right. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Tony Stewart. Smoke. Yep. You didn't say anything, Renee. You should have got that one right. Okay. <laughs> so you are correct. <laughs> and I may throw you guys for a loop, but on the count of three, I want you guys to shout out my favorite current driver. Okay. One, two, three. Clint Boyer. Of course. <laughs> and I think it's strictly on personality with Clint because it's not like Clint is winning the championship. <laughs> so it's definitely a personality thing for me. Taking it a step further, I, now, well, I do like Mark Martin. Oh, man. Mark is great. Yeah, but I, I got to stick with Tony because <laughs> that was my first love <laughs> when it came to NASCAR. If I had to pick, like, some of the drivers from back then, Okay, if I was in that era, I think I would have been cool with Richard Petty, the king, because he was so damn, he just was so GQ with it. <laughs> he had the nice smile and the pretty yep. teeth, and he was a winner. That million-dollar smile, man, telling you. But on the flip side, I would have been an Earnhardt ride or die because he didn't take no crap, and he would run your ass over, <laughs> and that's kind of my personality. No, nah, that's factual. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought up the the historic, I guess you say more historic drivers in terms of like who you would like. I probably would have said David Pearson, who was my GOAT personally, and Davey Allison. I would have been big time fans of both of them for sure. 100%. I have this other driver in my head. I can't think who it is. I, I feel bad, but I remember watching like one of those old specials. And I was like, dude, if I was in that era, that would have been my boy. I, I just can't think who it was at that time. I feel like, oh, that's sad that I can't think. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can see Did his face. Did he win a championship? That's my question. No, he didn't win a championship. Did not. What was his name? I can't think. He was like smoking cigarettes in the car and all that good stuff. Uh, Tim Richmond? He died early. Yeah, Tim. Yeah, Tim Richmond passed away real early. That was some good insight. Tweet us. Let us know who your favorite driver is. Let's move along to the fan comment of the week and then some All predictions right. and then we'll wrap it up. That sound like a plan? Yeah. Sound like a plan. Let's do it. Fan comment of the week comes from our Twitter chat. We hadn't did the Twitter chat in a while, so we decided to do it. If you want to join in on the next Twitter chat, make sure to jump on Twitter. We can't tell you when it's going to be, but it's always on a Monday when we do do it at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we asked four questions, and I'm going to pick our fourth question to read on today's podcast. Our fourth question was simple. There are only nine races left in the regular season. Who's missing the playoffs? Hashtag NASCAR. The poll included Eric Amarola, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, and Ryan Newman. 39% broke my heart and said Clint Boyer. <laughs> 33% they wasn't feeling Renee's favorite driver and said Jimmy Johnson is missing the playoff. Ugh, killing me. 23% said Eric Amarola. And only 5% thought that Ryan Blaney was going to miss the playoff. Now, what's wrong with this picture? 39 
33% said Clint Boyer. And 33% said Jimmy Johnson. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric Amarola only got 23% of the vote. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm going to cast my vote for Eric before I cast my vo- <laughs> vote for Mr. Seven-Time missing the playoffs. I'm surprised a lot yeah. of people said Blaney. He's sitting in 10th right now. No, a lot of people didn't say a Blaney. Only 5% okay. said Blaney. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. No, only 5% voted for Blaney. Okay. So yeah. Now, think- here are some of the comments. Mm-hmm. Guys ready for the comments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Because as you know, the comments are juicy. Actually, you know what? What I'm going to do, I'm only going to pick one comment to read, and then I'm going to pick the comments from that comment. Listener, friend to the Twitter, he's been with us since day one, Donnie S., his user is at the Dingo Dude, that's D-I-N-G-O Dude, he chimed in and said, Jimmy's done, dudes. He's lost something. Something besides the last 50-something races, I mean. Hashtag NASCAR talk. Ouch. That was like a dagger in the heart. Yeah. Or am I being dramatic? <laughs> nah, right, though. That, that was a little tough. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's kind of right. <laughs> it's the truth, but you're not supposed to talk about Mr. Seven Time like that. Right. Ouch. Okay. Of course, because I like to throw wood in the fire. I think that's the way you say it. I like to get stuff started. How about that? <laughs> I responded and reposted this tweet and asked the people out there, the party people in the house on Twitter, do you agree? And now I'm going to tell you what some of these people had to say. Graydon Bunn, one of our longtime friends to the show, he replied and said, Jimmy's not done. Drivers go through slumps, not to mention a new CC for the first time in JJ's career, as in crew chief, if you guys didn't figure out what the CC was, and JJ, as in Jimmy Johnson's career. He says, not to mention a new CC for the first time in JJ's career, a struggling switch to the Camaro body, the new reduced HP as in horsepower package. These are all reasons I believe Jimmy will get it together and show everyone he can still win. Okay. Karen, her user is kpac 9405482 I don't know if that's her phone number or zip code. Either way, it's too many numbers for a zip code and not enough for a error code or for a zip code or a telephone number. You guys know what I mean. I got all confused. Too many numbers. Too many numbers. So she replied and said, all in caps, seven championships, respect, STFU. And if you didn't know, that's shut the F up. (laughs) Jimmy will get it done. And she wrote, Jimmy will get it done in regular. Like she didn't put that in all caps. So it's kind of like, are you that confident? (laughs) Must be. (laughs) Okay. And I'm just going to read a few more because they're actually pretty funny. Let's see. Ron DeClue. And I think I mispronounced that name, but his user is R-D-E-G-L-A-U. He responded and said, I loved when Jimmy won all those cups, but I think he lost it. Okay. Avery Duck, user, the special kitty to me, and that's the number two. She replied and said, not by a long shot. So last comment I'll read is from Rowdy Texan, and that must be Renee's friend, because Renee's from Texas, if you didn't Probably. know. Probably, yeah. <laughs> he just living this good California life. 
Rowdy Texan chimed in and said, as much as I respect Jimmy, history says, yes, he is done. Nobody except Mark Martin, hey, that go that man, has returned to their former glory after a two-year losing streak. And Mark's winning had everything to do with getting out of those crappy Rouse cars and into a Hendrick car. No lying there. In Jimmy's defense, he's already in a Hendrick car, so I don't know. I think everybody's going to have their personal opinion about Jimmy and, you know, whether he's done, he's lost it. Is he going to get it back? Will he get it back? Can he get it back? And, you know, the funny thing is, is that, you know, I think uh, the one consistent thing that I've noticed uh, in hearing all of the comments was at least they have the respect for Jimmy and at least they acknowledge the fact that he is Mr. Seven Time and he does belong in the the most elite class, obviously. But I'm so glad that they at least give him the respect of that, regardless of whether the fact that he's lost it or he hasn't lost it. Me personally, and Kenny, I don't know about you, um, I think he has maybe lost a little bit of it. But all these drivers, uh, you know, as the one commenter said that Tam read, drivers do go through a slump. But as this last Rowdy Texan mentioned, he's right. Mark Martin came back after two years of not winning and returned to glory. And who says that Jimmy Johnson can't do it? Of course, is the, the further you get in your career, things change. The cars change several times. I think Jimmy Johnson it has nothing to prove to anybody, for one. He's won the championship under several formats. And quote, have, a lot of people have said a lot of these changes were because of that. And he's done it seven damn times. He ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. But the same token, I feel like a lot of what Tam has said before on previous podcasts, a lot of times, is that he seems to be one of the most disrespected, in quote, legends, right? Because when, when it's all said and done, we all know that's a guaranteed Hall of Famer, guaranteed NASCAR Hall of Famer without a doubt. And I think he's having those, he's having these last two seasons haven't been exactly his best so to speak, and we've had these package changes and drivers have kind of, some have adapted to it well and others really haven't. So I don't think it's necessarily all him in terms of why there's so, so much of a struggle. It's interesting, Kenny, you said that. And Renee, I said I was done reading the comments, but I just came across a few more responses on Twitter to that question that we posed. And they're quite on point to everything both of you guys just said. So I'm going to read them. This comes from user NASCAR IndyCar 48. Of course, clearly he has the number 48 as his icon. So he's a Jimmy Johnson fan. He said, hey, did you watch the Chicagoland race? Question mark. Jimmy did amazing, all in capital letters. He ran in the top five the whole race, basically. Hendrick gave him a stellar car and Jimmy performed. He's clearly still got juice left in him. Hashtag far from done, J.A. Keeping it moving because there were two other comments I thought were really on point to the conversation. Jacob Stump and his user is G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D underscore double O. He chimed in and said, one race doesn't outweigh two years of bad results. Don't live in the past like I did as a Stewart fan from 2013 to 2016. So clearly he's talking about when... Tony was not racing that good. (laughs) And let's see. Somebody chimed in and said, we'll live where we want to (laughs) live. And that person clearly is a a 48 fan because his user is at 48DMS. And 
when I looked at Donna is her name, when I looked at her profile pic, it's a photo of her, but the main photo is uh, ally number 48, Jimmy Johnson car. And she also has some other stuff that I'm not going to repeat. Something about some gun, toter, and all that great stuff. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to move on from that there we go. right there. And then the last comment that I'll read is simple. It says, imagine celebrating running top five all day. He's won 83 times and has seven championships. But here we are celebrating because he basically ran in the top five all races. That's when you know you don't have it. And he put it in quotation marks anymore. That one was a ouch, a dagger, and a damn. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to some predictions and close out this show. But he makes a point and he talks about Jimmy having 83 wins. NASCAR ran a few slides on their website and they talked about all the Hendrick wins. Ironically, Jimmy has seven championships and he's won over 80 races, but he's not the most winningest driver at Hendrick. That honor belongs to Jeff Gordon. And I'm surprised none of us mentioned Jeff Gordon as one of our favorite retired drivers, but that's neither here or there. Just throwing that out there. When you really dissect Hendrick Motorsports, all their wins came from Jimmy and Jeff Gordon. Kenny, you are a stat man. You want to. Read the stats or nobody cares. Yeah, we can lead us one for today. <laughs> so we're moving on to some predictions. I guess nobody right, really cared go. about that. Okay. Here you go. That was our fan comment. Comments with the S as in plural, because I read about a hundred comments. So let's go into some predictions. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Renee, who you got for Daytona? Is this the Coke Zero something? Coke Zero Sugar 400. Yeah, I said Coke Zero something because I know it's the Coke 600, but I think they add the zero, the sugar, the something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is it Coca-Cola or is it Kool-Aid? What what, what, what are we making here? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Kool-Aid. Kenny too young to know about Kool-Aid. Yeah, man. Cool. Some good stuff, man. Remember those commercials? The Kool-Aid little picture thing <laughs> yeah Ooh, i do man some cherry kool-aid <laughs> that Ooh, was the business black cherry right was there. my favorite i'll be honest with you <laughs> man okay okay oh, we can go down to yeah, the 80s we can go down that rabbit 70s, hole. whatever i don't know <laughs> hashtag okay. tam and renee's rants <laughs> right okay renee who you got <laughs> all right. for here we go daytona all right so boy uh, you know alex bowman's got to be feeling it i mean he's really really got to be feeling not only alex bowman but his team it's got to be really feeling it. I'm actually going to go with uh, Alex Bowman as my alternative pick, but I, I don't think he's going to come back and win Daytona, al- although that I know he's he's riding this vibe, and he's real high right now just with all this motivation of winning past weekend in Chicago. But my winner, I'm actually going to go with, and, and I don't know why, but I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. I, it, it's a shot out of the dark, and I know Hamlin hasn't really done you know a whole lot since the beginning of the year, but for some reason, I'm feeling Denny Hamlin on this one. I feel Denny Hamlin is going to come out on top for the Daytona and be in victory lane. And I'm going to go with Alex Bowman as my alternative pick to come back and win it again. Those are my picks, Tam. Kenny, I'm sticking with him. All righty, all righty. Like we said, we're going to Daytona, second time. This will also be the last time on 4th of July weekend. Next year, it'll be in August, and it's our cutoff race. So that'll be pretty crazy. 
um, next summer. But I think what I'm going to go for my primary pick is Chase Elliott. He's got it going on with the plate tracks. I feel like he's been pretty good. And that Hendrick program has been pretty solid so far at the first Daytona and the first Talladega that we've had so far this season. And for my alternative pick, I'm actually going to do the same as Renee. I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. And if he does actually happen to win, he'll be the first back-to-back winner at Daytona since 1972. Last person to do that was David Pearson, who actually won three in a row, and he's the only driver to do so. And we haven't had a repeat winner since then. So it's been a long, long time since that's happened. Kenny, are you sure about those facts? Because I'm positive. I remember seeing that Jimmy went back to back at Daytona. He won. Are you, okay, so let me clarify this. Are you talking about back to back in terms of in terms of just the July in the just same the season race. or the same the same race? Just the um just the July race at Daytona. Not he okay. He so I give you in that a year that he won both Daytona and Coke. That's been done a couple times. Yeah, because I was gonna say Jimmy went back to back. In 2013, and won Daytona as well as the Fourth of July race. Yeah, I do remember that as well, actually. Okay, cool. See, Kenny been trying to steal my history lesson, <laughs> so I was gonna school him. I, I had but to, that's, I had he to made use the that clarification. One. David Pearson is one of my favorites, so I had to had to throw that one in there. <laughs> there is no real history lesson, as you guys know how I feel about Daytona and Talladega. There is no no patterns to anything. Because it's going to be a wild one, baby. Speaking of wild one, I'm going out on a limb. And I am actually, I was all for, I was like, you know what? This is the week that a Stewart House driver is going to win a race this season. But then when I started looking at things and I was like, I'm not really quite sure about that because Daytona is what it is. Eric Amarola won in 2014, but I'm not picking no Eric Amarola, not for no Daytona, not now. So who am I picking? Mm-hmm. Drum roll, please. I'm going to pick a pig to fly over. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I was thinking about Renee's neighbor and the damn pig. When <laughs> pigs fly, I just had to say that. That has nothing to do with anything. Uh. As the old folks will say, that has nothing to do with the cost of tea in China. I just felt like saying it. Right. Okay. I think I am going to go with Mr. Seven Time. He, I feel like he got a little spark. Now Alex is one. Yeah. He's feeling something. Chase never disappoints at the super speedway, mm-hmm. but feeling like something's not right with Chase. I don't know. That was random. What made me say that? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson is going to be my winner as opposed to my alternative. I was a little on a bubble about that. I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin as my winner and Jimmy Johnson as my alternative. Oh, right on. Nope, actually, nope, I changed my mind. I'm going with Jimmy Johnson as my winner and Denny Hamlin as my alternative. Oh, right okay. on. There you go. That's pretty good. One quick thing before <laughs> wow. we close out. Tam got me. <laughs> I, I want to say, yeah, I'm actually surprised that we actually all have Denny Hamlin in uh, at least at some point in our alternative or our winner. I think it's fantastic that we all kind of agreed on, on one particular driver, especially it being Denny Hamlin, which is, I think is just kind of weird, but also coincidental. Those are our picks. Uh, if well, you no, Kenny picks. has something he wanted to say. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Kenny. No, no, yeah, go fine. right on ahead. Sam got me on the stat. Okay, so the correct stat is the fact that David Pearson has, is the last person to win it multiple times in a row in the July race. 
I thought about Denny Hamlin. I thought he had won last year. I'm thinking of his Gibbs teammate by accident. I'm thinking of Eric Jones. So Denny will be uh, the first to since 2013 to win both the Daytona 500 and Coke 0400. So he would be the next to do that if he does do it. That was the okay. correct stat. Now, if Eric Jones... Yeah, because Eric won in 2018, right? Yeah, so now if he wins, he'll be the second to do that since then. So if Eric Jones does that, he'll be the first multiple-time winner at that racetrack in a row if he does win uh, on Saturday. When pigs fly... <laughs> that will be I something. I just felt like it, saying that. I didn't call yeah. it last year. It was pretty crazy. He stuck around, but that's Daytona for you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, those are our picks. If you have your picks... Hit us up, just like Tam always says. You can find us on Instagram and the Twitter across the board at Turns No Breaks. Please subscribe to us, and we really appreciate your support. And we thank you for even mentioning All Turns No Breaks to family and friends who love NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do. For Tam, Kenny, and myself, we look forward to seeing you here on another episode of All Turns No Breaks. We out of here. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 